All right, Dave. I have a question. Let's hear it. Okay. Are you ready? But are you ready for it is the question. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Well, I need to make sure that you are ready. Dave, if you could live in one sitcom that we're not talking about today, (laughs) which one would you choose to live in? Sitcom, specifically. That's a good question. Um, hmm. I feel like I would pick... <laughs> I feel like Rick and Morty would be kind of fun. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, it would be a little dangerous and uh, touch and go, but I could see why you'd pick Rick and Morty. I would probably go Parks and Rec. Things probably, they seem pretty fun there in Pawnee. Yeah. Uh, seems like you can get really generous portions at all the restaurants you go to, which would be nice. The waffles. Uh, the waffles, of course, JJ's Diner. Um, you know, people might expect me to say the office, but I don't know. Something about the whole, the, the world building there just doesn't really portray it as a great place to be. But Parks and Rec does nothing but <laughs> pretty much issue propaganda for a town that doesn't exist. Um, so I might have to go there. Uh. Plus, you have Friends and Seinfeld. They're both in New York City. Like, that sounds horrible. I mean, I would definitely choose Seinfeld over Friends. <laughs> um, well, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it does seem like a bit of a, a, a chore to be uh, to live in New York City. <laughs> From two guys who have never lived in New York City. <laughs> but there's a reason why. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, there, there's a reason for that. So, Dave, today, the long-awaited return of a favorite segment of ours that I don't think we've done since before the pandemic. I think the last time we did this, it was a movie version. Um, I think the last TV centric version of best in show we did was stranger things season one versus season two. So that's really how far you have to go back to find one of these. And we've been bandying this topic about for a while. Um, and it is the ultimate niche episode for us. Uh, I expect no more than five downloads on this. Um, because I don't know who cares about this, uh, but you never know. We didn't think anybody cared about the Adult Swim episode, and that was like one of our most downloaded shows of all time. So, go figure. Uh, this best in show will determine the all-time king, no pun intended, of TV Land reruns. We have Everybody Loves Raymond versus The King of Queens. So Dave, let's go to the tale of the tape. Before we start up, everybody loves Raymond. This was a nine season show, 210 episodes. That's a whole lot of episodes, Dave. A couple hundred right there. Uh, An 84% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. General reaction to those scores. 7.2 seems a little low. Um... I would say like 80s sounded right, but 7.2, that seems a little low, especially for a sitcom that usually kind of generally has higher floors and lower ceilings. So I would say like in the 8s would have been what I would have expected. And then we have King of Queens, 80% audience score on Tomato, so a little bit lower. Surprisingly, a higher IMDb score, 7.4 out of 10, so slightly better rated IMDb. Also, nine seasons, 207 episodes. So, really, 
good shows to compare. Um, ran for a similarly long amount of time. Raymond started a little bit earlier than King of Queens, which I believe, I believe Ray started in like 97 and ran through 06. And I think King of Queens started in like 99 and ran through 07 or 08. I didn't write down the years, but I'm pretty sure that's how, uh, how they spanned. Um, so the way we do best in show, because it's been a while, so we might as well bring people up to speed here. We do three categories, which we're going to flip this time, uh, to kind of build up the suspense a little bit. We do random questions that Dave and I came up with, pitting the shows against each other. We do character face-offs between a generally uh, even level of you know, even level playing field here with these characters. You'll get the idea. We'll put them against each other. We'll say who was better, and you'll get four points each for that. The questions portion is only one point each. And then we have the episode portions, where Dave and I picked 15 of the best episodes from each show, and they'll be picked out of a couple of koozies I have here next to me that uh, our idea with this um, segment is that these 15 episodes should be good enough to stand on their own, so whoever they go up against, they should have an equal chance of winning. That's how we see it. So that being said, Dave, are you ready to dive into our best-in-show of Everybody Loves Raymond versus The King of Queens? We absolutely are, are ready for this. Oh, there's, been, there's no two people on this planet more ready to, to, to embrace this. And I should also mention, since she is still awake, if we end up tying Dave and I, Emily will be the tiebreaker on these questions. So, that being said. All right, Dave, let's start with the random questions. I will keep score, and we will see who is best in show. Let's dive in. So, Dave, the first question, as I scroll down to it, who had the better house? Hmm. That's interesting because they're both like very, very similar. Mm. Uh, they both like spend. The only difference is that the basement is occupied by a person, and they're pretty much they're pretty much flipped too. Like the, the the entrance to Ray's house is on the right side of the camera, the entrance to Duck's house is on the left side of the camera, the back door is on the right, back door is on the left, so so on and so forth. What you drop? Yeah, exactly. I would say. Uh, I would probably lean towards the oh man. It's so tough. I would probably lean towards Ray's house because I think Doug, their house is like, I feel like it's a little more cramped with Arthur living in the basement and they spend a lot of time in the garage. I think I'd rather spend time in the house than in a garage. Well, I, uh, I already know what the tiebreaker is going to be. Cause I say, I say the Heffernan house. I think that's just a little bit more spacious even with Arthur in the basement. Uh, but I already asked Emily this question off the air, and she said Ray's house. So Ray's house will win. Emily, you are a smart person. She's silently celebrating. All right, Dave, uh, this is one of the questions you came up with. Who was sassier, Deborah or Carrie? To me, this might this seems like a runaway, but I will say Deborah definitely has her really good moments, but Carrie runs away with this for me. I think Deborah has her moments, but I would I would say Carrie's more sassy. I think Deborah is more I don't know how to describe it. Like she's I think she's more like meticulous in how she handles things as far as yeah. like with Ray. Carrie's just yeah. like more like in your face about it. Yeah, she flies off the handle. Deborah kind of is a more pointed directed assault on Ray. 
Yeah. Yeah. She, and I think part of that is like, she's, she, I mean, Ray is essentially a child, so she deals with three of them anyway. So Ray is kind of the same deal. So she knows how to deal with children. Um, so that's kind of where it comes from. Uh, speaking of spouses, the more ignorant husband, Ray or Doug, Dave? Uh, I would say Doug, honestly, even though, like, I think it's very close. Like, there's an episode where Doug forgets Carrie's dinner and just, like, doesn't care. And he's like, do you want the last of the six garlic pots? I ate the other five. Like, can you imagine, like, just sitting there as you're eating your food and you, like, you take it as, like, a, like an offense that she wants her dinner? So, I already know the tiebreaker is Emily, um, and Raymond's gonna win this one. Because there's an episode that we will go over later. Ray tapes over the wedding video with the Super Bowl rerun. I mean, That's true. but then he makes up for it with the re uh, renewal. I understand that, but then he forgets his vows. <laughs> Doesn't write them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twice in one episode, and that's just one of two hundred and ten. <laughs> like Ray is maybe one of the most ignorant characters in the past twenty-five years. I mean, Doug has his moments, but Ray, I think, wins it. Uh, easier to rewatch and binge. This is easy for me. I think Raymond wins this. I mean, you're just going to disagree, but I'm just going to save you the trouble. Raymond's going to win. <laughs> Emily, Emily has already said Raymond. But please, speak your piece. I think Raymond is easier to enjoy during a binge watch. Though. Okay. I think King of Queens is easier to binge watch because they kind of blend together. Like, when I watch them, it's almost like they're just one big episode. When, with Everyone Loves Raymond, I feel like there's more episodes where you can sit down and enjoy it. There's more, there's more meat on the bone. I feel like King of Queens, it's like when you get the ribs and like there's, there's like a couple of them that have like no meat on it. Yeah. Or the chicken wings are small. Like the, the, everyone loves Raymond is like the big thick chicken wing, and Kim <laughs> Queens is kind of like the thin chicken wing. <laughs> I love this comparison. My goodness, my goodness, this is unbelievable stuff. Uh, next up, Dave, I'm gonna reword this just a little bit to make it a binary question. Which show would have been more successful without the parents? And for me, easy King of Queens, because Ray is built around Peter Boyle and Doris Roberts. Yes, it would suck if you took out Jerry Stiller from uh, King of Queens, but he if you watch it, which I know you do, he really isn't in that much of the show. Like, he's in, there's episodes where he's not even in the episode. He's gone. He's not even on the show. They're, Marie and Frank are in every episode of Ray. Ray does not exist without those two. King of Queens is not great, but it can at least succeed without Arthur. Yeah, I agree with that because... The whole premise of Everyone Loves Raymond is that, like, he's a mama's boy and he hasn't grown up. He's still a kid. Right. And by that fact, Marie is basically, like, the almost, like, the main character. He's, She's almost more of a main character than, like, Ray and Deborah are in the fact that everything is based around her interactions with the family. Right. Uh, next up, Dave, which show had the better chance of a spinoff at its high point? I would say... I don't know, because with spinoffs, you can't take, like, the three or four main characters. And I think Robert kind of factors in there. I don't See, think Robert could have his own show. I think, I mean, he pretty much did. He had that, uh, what, Till Death on uh, on Fox, which ran for, like, five years somehow. Um, yeah, I definitely, it's, it's interesting. If you, if, you, if you take Robert out of the equation, then King of Queens wins for me. Because Robert, to me, is a main character, but still could have his own show. Like, Joey, for example, on Friends, was a main character, but he got his own spinoff. 
Yeah, but I, I was kind of thinking more in the lines of, like, spinoff where he's his character. It's not like just him in a different show. So I, I will also... That's, that's a good point. Joey is not technically a spinoff. Um... So that being said, because I'm an enormous Patton Oswalt fan, I would watch a show about Spence. <laughs> I feel like you could get a really good show on Spence because the dynamic, although I don't like Gary Valentine, Ugh. I think the dynamic of like of two kind of male roommates who are like really, really stupid, but also like incredibly weird and quirky. Like I think it fits. It's I know people are gonna kind of be like, oh well the odd couple is the same thing. But like that's not the same at all because one of them isn't like a super neat freak and smart and one of them isn't like dumb it's just like they're both weird it's yeah. not like so i don't know i i think like or even maybe like the uh like a move of deacon like if deacon moves to a different area and you follow him around like he's an interesting character see i would take deacon off the table though if we're taking a robert off the table i would probably take deacon off the table okay that's fair but if you take both like, of them off the Ray, table, then for me, Spence wins. There is no one else on Ray that I'd watch. I would not watch a Gianni spinoff. Oh, God, no. All right. Isn't uh, he on, like, a couple, a couple episodes of King of Queens as, like, a different person? Yes, he is. He plays, like, a contractor or something, I think. Or no, no, no. That's, yeah. No, he's he is in an episode of Ray before he's ever Gianni, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a contractor. Yeah. Like, he's not Gianni, but, like, then he comes back as Gianni, and there's another episode where he is a contract. It's it's weird. Is, isn't he, like, the guy that, when Frank's stealing the cable on the roof, isn't he the guy? He might be. I'd have to go, we'd have to go back and check the tape on that one. Uh, all right, Dave, funnier storyline, Robert being unloved or Holly taking Arthur for walks like a dog? It, it's got to be Arthur for me. The Arthur dog walking thing is one of the funniest. Not to mention when he, when he realizes what's going on, and he just like accepts it. Like after like one day, he's just like okay with it. All right, this is a really and I Dave all the credit in the world because this is an amazing question. Better storyline for the parents living in the basement or living across the street. This is one I have no idea. I like I have to. This is like. I feel like in the basement would be tough, but at least, like, they'd have their own space, and you could, like, go upstairs. Like, when they're across the street and you leave the door open, they just come in whenever they want. Right. I almost would take the basement. I'd rather know where they were than, like, always have them, like, walking in at the last minute. I would also say uh, basement, because I think just from a standpoint of comedy, you, you just see, and we'll get into it a little bit when we get into the episodes, but how crazy it drives Doug. Like, yes, Ray is driven crazy, but it's different. It's his parents. And we definitely see a little bit with Deborah and how, you know, riled up she gets with them, especially Marie living across the street. But the, di the dynamic between Doug and Arthur is really what makes that show good. That, I mean, that him just absolutely losing it and chastising him every chance he gets. Unbelievable. Um... So I got to go with Basement as well. Uh, which is more ripe for a reboot or reunion special 10 years later after ending, or I guess we'll say for now. Um, you know, for a very sad reason, I would probably say King of Queens, um, just because you can't do a proper Ray reunion without Doris Roberts and uh, Frank, Peter Boyle. You can't. Yeah, and I, I, understand that, I understand Jerry Stiller also has passed away, but there are more people you could bring back from King of Queens. Yeah, I I don't know. I think Peter Boyle passed away right after the show ended, too. It was very shortly after the show ended. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I actually had read that even after he passed away, there was talk of like resurrecting him for like a reunion or a short uh, scripted special. And then Doris Roberts passed away. Um, so I'm not 100% sure. I, obviously, it's King of Queens, though, because like we had said before, uh, there's just no way to replace two very, very main characters that are basically... I mean, Marie is basically the show. The he, idea of her being always involved, the mother, the coming in last minute, the manipulation, the... Yeah overall control of the family like she's basically the, like the main character and ray and deborah are just living in her life she died a year and a half after the finale yeah so which it's, it's crazy to think it was 15 years ago he passed away yeah which we actually there's one more question we could throw in here i don't think we put it out put down you which do whatever you want you, like you know what? i almost put that on there but i didn't know if we i i don't know why i forgot to put it on there but we can't uh raymond in an absolute landslide is the better finale I thought the Kim Queens finale was horrible. It's 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 it is it is it, it might be, <clears throat> and this includes Seinfeld. Might be the worst finale I've ever seen. It, it's it's bad. borderline unwatchable. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, it's like and the, it's not even like, like it's not even like Ray's was average. Like Ray's was good. It was a good finale, and King of Queens was just bad. Like, yeah, King of Queens, like it didn't really make any sense, no. and like. And it ends so abruptly really, too. Yeah, it's Bad. the whole the whole finale is basically like them kind of one upping each other and trying to get a kid, and then they get a kid, and Arthur yeah. comes back, and it's like, and it's just so funny. that whole really last him. arc is so uncomfortable and vindictive. It, it's I just don't like it at all. I lose such interest in that show in the last few episodes. Um, but anyway more consistent quality of show for me you might disagree i think ray is the more consistently better show oh no i i hadn't percent agree okay. i think kim queens has lots of that peaks and valleys yeah it might have higher highs at points but it definitely has lower lows and ray is way more consistently good i uh, think ray there's very few horrible episodes yeah there's there's few and far between horrible ones there are not good ones but borderline unwatchable or unwatchable very few um and then last question landslide for me better theme song it's got to be king of queens it had pretty much the same theme song for like eight or seven or eight years of their run and they didn't even change the footage in the opening it's been the same opening for like seven or eight years raymond <clears throat> we disagree on what are the good ones what are the bad ones maybe the best one consensus between you me and emily is the Parents and Robert coming across the street, and they're trying to lock the doors and get everything so basically they're not home. And then Marie puts her hand through the mail slot and touches Ray's hair, which is very good. But they changed like every season. There was no consistency, and they it was very scattershot. So I think King of Queens wins for me in a, a landslide here. I I agree. I think it's a landslide. And I actually just came up with one question that we can. I'm ready. Have. I'm ready. Let's do it. If you had to recast one character. Who would you recast for what show? And I know you don't like Danny, so it has to be one of the four main characters, four or five main characters. So I think just for the per just for the sake of best in show and giving one of the shows points, let's ask it this way: Which show would you rather recast one of the main four characters for? Yeah, and yeah. for me, 
because if so if you pick raymond the point goes to king of queens let's put it so like you know like you're not touching one yes, of them the negative yeah so who would be the fourth main so De- are we saying deacon's the fourth main character so like it has to be like one of the four or five like okay. you could pick so, i think i think gary valentine came in like halfway through the show so i don't think he counts no 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 um that's tough honestly the only person i could think of recasting and this might be a surprise to you is deborah i was kind of thinking that i'm not crazy about deborah she's good don't get me wrong she's very good and i'm not sure if you, I, this might be uh, to quote bill simmons half-ass internet research but according to ray romano the reason that patricia heaton was cast as deborah is that she was the only person auditioning that would actually kiss him <laughs> Really? <laughs> which is which is which is very funny if that's true um but yeah i mean it's tough because we have to pick one we can't say no and i just i just think that for all their faults the people cast on king of queens they fit their roles perfectly and i can't really recast any of them deacon's the closest i would come but i still i mean i think leah remini is perfect for carrie i think obviously kevin james is pretty much has been duck heffernan for the rest of his career since he left the show um, you would never ever besmirch the name of Jerry Siller by recasting him. And if it's the top four people, then there really is nowhere else for me to go here. So I would give the yeah. point to King of Queens by default there. Yeah, I would say she's the most likely I'd want to recast. But I'd also say I'd I would have liked to have seen them rewrite Carrie a tiny bit and make her like less like always ready to rip someone's head off. She can be angry without taking it to, like, 100 every time. And I know that's part of, like, the the character and, like, kind of, like, the comedy of it, like, always going 1 to 100. But there's just way too much of, like, someone does something stupid, and she's like, I'm going to kill you now. And here's, it's like, okay. Here's one last question just for us, Dave. Are you ready? Yeah. Would you rather be a Jets or a Giants fan? Oh, God. Uh, is... Swallowing Tide? No. Third option? It's not. Okay. Okay. I'll take, uh, I will take. I mean, you gotta go with Giants. I mean, I'll take Giants because at least they won. Yeah. I mean, being a Jets fan seems like a very miserable existence. All right. So, after the question round, a slight lead for the King of Queens, eight to six, Dave, which leads us into the characters round. Where the points are quadrupled and don't matter, to quote Drew Carey, sort of. Uh, let's start at the bottom, Dave, with an <laughs> an easy victory for King of Queens, if you ask me. Andy versus Spence Olchin. Uh, I would take Spence here. You don't say. I think, I think it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, look, Andy is okay. He plays the role well. Um, but Spence is, uh, it was just an unfortunate draw for Andy. Spence is one of the best characters in the show. I love Spence. I love Patton Oswalt. Uh, I think he's a very good comedic actor and he's extremely funny. So this is an easy choice for me. Not so yeah, much an easy choice, uh, on the next one because I hate both these characters. <laughs> uh, Gianni versus Danny Heffernan. I'll let you talk first, Dave, cause I don't even want to make a choice here. I don't really like these characters, but I would take Danny because I think Gianni is just, like, such a waste of space. I don't think he adds anything to the show. At least Danny is, like, he fills, like, that void of, like, another person. 
like the group of friends with Deacon and Danny, I mean, Deacon and Doug, like you need that group. And it, it fits having another roommate with Spence, like having a guy like that's stupid and kind of weird. Like Gianni literally serves no purpose on the show. If he disappeared, the show would not change at all. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. I do think he, he plays that, you know, because they live on Long Island, correct? On, on Ray? I believe they live on Long Island. Yeah, because yeah, because Doug lives in Queens. They live on Long Island. Um, he has that you know that very Long Island Italian personality, just like Ray. Like he's you know another Italian guy, a friend of his. You know what Richie should have been if Richie didn't leave King of Queens. <laughs> um, but for the Queens sense there, um, I'm gonna go Gianni just because I cannot physically say that I want to pick Gary Valentine because Gary Valentine to me is a bad actor and he's not funny. Um, so I'm gonna make Emily pick. Emily, Gianni or Danny Heffernan? God damn it! Well, points to King of Queens then. That's unfortunate. Emily, you are such a wise person. You're wise beyond your years. She said thank you. All right, Dave. On to Amy McDougal versus Holly, the dog walker. Who I don't think we ever get a last name for. I, I'm not really crazy about either of these characters. I'm kind of leaning Holly. I would say Holly. I don't really like Amy. She's all right. Um, I do think she's a good match for Robert. Um, what? Excuse me? What? Really? What do you mean? You both pick Holly? I love Holly. Oh. Holly is so funny. So and she's also like a very tragic character. They make fun of her situation like at not. It, 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 it is actually like uncomfortable how much they make fun of her situation. Um, oh my god, I just forgot, I just remember we forgot somebody, I'll need to adjust this list a little bit, um, just so we account for him. Give me a second, uh, alright. And you'll see, uh, who I'm adding, because I can't believe that you, Mr. King of Queens, forgot this guy. Main oh, character on the show. I didn't put him on because he was, like, wasn't in that many episodes. Excuse me, Dave. He was in enough episodes. <laughs> um... Uh, of course, we're going... I just put Deborah's parents in there, because I guess we forgot to mention them anyway. Or I forgot to put them in there. Uh, Deborah's parents versus Lou Ferrigno. And we'll both take Lou Ferrigno. Oh, absolutely. Lou Ferrigno in a landslide. Lou Ferrigno's the man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Although Deborah's parents were pretty good. They fit the role very well. I, the, the I, rich... love, I love the episode where uh, he's, he wants to put in the air conditioning for them. And he's like, oh, don't be yeah. silly. I can do that. And she's like, all right. And he's like, if you need anything, let me know. And he's like, well, actually, there's something you could do for me when my wife's out of town. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, could you spread tanning oil on my body? Oh, my God. He has two really memorable episodes. I mean, actually, not even the one that we're going to get to today later, but, like, that one plus the one where... He... The video games? The video game one. <laughs> and the one where he's the town gossip. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, you'd never expect it. Um, all right, so first four characters go to King and Queens. That's not, that's not very good. Um, next up, Dave, maybe the hardest one of this entire round, Frank Barone versus Arthur Spooner. This is the toughest character matchup we have. This might be the toughest question we have at this whole thing. And I think, so I'll go first um, to make your life easier. Um, it goes back to what we said about, you know, what show would be better off without the parents. And while King of Queens could survive without Arthur, it wouldn't be great, but they could survive. 
there's no Ray without the Barones. And Frank is a see, very important part of that. See, but I think they could survive without Frank, but they couldn't survive without Marie. Because mm-hmm. to me, Frank is that, you know, Marie is supposed to be the nag, you know, the character that people, you know, gravitate away from, while Frank is the one you're, you know, supposed to be more sympathetic towards. He has a lot of great emotional scenes where he seems like this strong, rugged war veteran on the outside, but he does, it does have a vulnerable part to him. And when that gets provoked, there's some really great acting from Peter Boyle. You know, the Marie's Glasses episode, or Marie's Vision episode we'll get to later, for example, really strong acting from him. The episode with the ping pong, which we won't get to later, but that is an excellent, uh, you know, acting class from Peter Boyle, who is a very good actor. So for me, the answer, as tough as it is, is, is Frank Barone. I think Frank Barone's the better character. Oh, it's so it's so tough because I would I legitimately think so highly of Jerry Stone's performance in the show. How could you not? I mean, uh, nothing to take away from him. I mean, there's no episode that you watch for King of Queens and think this is an awesome episode. and He's not in it. There's just no way. And I think I would probably go. I'd probably go Peter Boyle because yeah. I think overall. His spectrum of acting is maybe more uh, impressive. And I, I don't think that's necessarily on Jerry Stiller. I think it's how he's written. Right. Where there's just not like a lot of emotional moments for Jerry Stiller. Yeah. There's like occasional ones where it's like he tries to go back in time and fix all the events he screwed up for Carrie. Like, and it's too stupid to figure out that it's like not actually the people he's calling. But right. like, yeah. there's not really, there's nothing really that draws you He's, he's basically just a big child through the whole thing, which is fine. Like, that's his character. He does it really well. And that's not his fault at all. That's how he's written. And he does it, like, to a T. He nails it. But I think with Frank, like, because they're so close, the tiebreaker is just the overall performance and the variety of performance. And I think he's probably a little bit better there. Uh, On to one that probably won't be as difficult to adjudicate. Marie Barone versus Doug's parents. All due respect to Doug's parents, who were perfectly cast as Doug's parents. We both just said that Marie Barone is probably the emotional center of Everybody Loves Raymond, so it'd be pretty hard to pick against her. Yeah, I mean, she wins easily, but I do really, really like Doug's parents. They're great. I think they're awesome. Because you can see the tenderness in Doug from his mom, but also kind of the more aloof side of his personality from his dad. So, yeah, they are both perfectly cast in that show. (laughs) The, the, one of the best lines from the dad is when they set off the alarm and the dad's like, now I got to pay $25. Like, it's such a big yeah. deal that they set off the alarm. Um, I mean, maybe the best episode with his parents is, or there's very uh, plenty of good ones, but the one where they have to tell him his dog died like four times is great. Like, because he thinks that his dog oh, has yeah. been alive for like, like 40 years. Well, like, Carrie's like, we need honesty. And she's like, yeah. I killed him? Well, no, you didn't. The gator did. But you didn't help. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, All right, Dave. Another one that's honestly pretty easy for me, but I guess we can discuss if we'd like. Uh, Robert Barone versus Deacon Palmer. Uh, I love Deacon. Uh, He's a great character. He he has quite the roller coaster throughout this show. Um, And he's Doug's best friend. But uh, honestly... Robert Barone Sneaky might be my favorite character on the show. 
I love Robert. Really? I, I love Robert. I think he is so... He's so funny, dude. I, I just think his comedic timing is brilliant on this show. He's he's very good. I didn't even look at the episodes you picked, so I'm going to be in surprise when, when I see them. But uh, the one moment that stands out for me with Robert was when he dates the girl that likes flies. Oh, that's on that's on there. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, I, I feel like it has to be. And there's like, another episode that is a... There's another signature Robert episode on there that we'll get to, but uh, for me, this is Robert. Yeah, I don't is, you. Yeah, that is one of the funniest Robert moments of the entire series, I think. Like, yeah. him standing in the rain is just like, that's a, like an unreal moment. It made me laugh so hard. Yep. And I think there's, I think the only thing that keeps it close to me, because he, his highs are much higher than Deacon's, although I think Deacon is like a very important character on King of Queens. Yes. As far as his like camaraderie with Doug and the work atmosphere and like the dual couples with like Kelly and him and right. Deacon and Carrie. But uh, I think the one thing that keeps it kind of close is they sometimes over punctuate his like his loneliness and it's yeah. like it, it gets it's it's a just, little, like, yeah. it gets kind of be a lot sometimes. Yeah, it's a little overwrought. Like, I get yeah. that. Yeah, I get the characters like that. But yeah, at times like it doesn't need to be that far quite over. Yeah, it's a little overwrought. You're definitely right. Uh, Deborah Barone versus Carrie Heffernan, the the wives of the show. And, hey, I mean, I've already kind of showed my hand here. I would potentially recast Deborah. Um, that being said, Carrie is sneaky, not like a great character. Um, and that has nothing to do with Leah Remini. She plays the role very well. But it, it does sound, I, I can understand how it sounds a little counterintuitive that I would recast Deborah, but I still think she is the better character on the show, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I was gonna actually say that exactly. Yeah. I think I would recast Deborah probably. Right. But but she's still I a think, very essential character. Yeah. Oh, she is, and I still would take her over Carrie. I personally don't really like Carrie her character at all. I think I think Deborah's character fits like what you need i think carrie is just way too much of a bulldozer uh even I, even with the role that she's given i know that like she's she has to be that way but yeah. to me i just i don't like that to me i think the perfect way to put it is that leia remini is perfectly cast as a not great character while patricia heaton there may have been a better choice but she was a, per, a really good character if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, I, no, I agree. I, I just don't really like Carrie that much, so it's like it makes it easy for me to for, to take Deborah. All right, Dave. Each show has won four of these character matchups. The last one is the tiebreaker. The main characters, Ray Barone versus Doug Heffernan. Oof. I mean, I, I, think, I think overall there's probably more funny moments from Doug to me i think doug is a funnier character i think ray is aided by the fact that the supporting cast and the script is a little bit better than it is on king of queens like i think he's aided by the fact there's some superior performances around him mm. like we talked about how carrie isn't great deacon's is good but like the supporting cast like other than spence is really just mediocre so ray barone is kind of ray, ray barone's kind of like super bowl 47 russell wilson is what you're saying yeah like, i think great I think player ray but... is still yeah, Ray is still, like, a good character, and he's still funny. But, like, if we're deciding between two characters that are, like, basically, like, kind of 
one of the foundational pieces of a, of the show. I'm I'm taking I think I'm taking Doug here. Man, this is it is tough because both of these guys do what they do best in their respective roles. You know, you have Ray Romano with his sardonic, straightforward monotone humor as Ray Barone, and you have the complete opposite from Kevin James as Doug Heffernan. You know, the slapstick, over the top, you know, physical humor that we really don't see from Ray Barone, but we also don't see the very cerebral stuff or the more thought out. You know, dramatic stuff from from Doug, so it really is a what you, what is your preference in that case? And it, it is tough, but I would I'd probably lean Ray Barone on this one. Very, it's very close. Um, which means Emily Ray Barone or Doug Hafner? Ray. Ray, yeah, Ray Barone wins. I figured. All right, so let me do a quick math here. Uh, all right, Dave, heading into the episode round, which will be our decisive round, which is really how it should be. Raymond has 26 points. King of Queens has 24 points. It's a close one. So the way this works, like I said before, Dave picked 15 King of Queens episodes. I picked 15 Ray episodes. We had no notes, so... Those are how they are. I put all those names into a couple of koozies next to me here. I'm going to pick them out randomly, and we'll go mano a mano, pick winners, and by the end, we'll know who is best in show. Are you ready, Dave? Let's do it. All right. Let's find out our first episode of King of Queens and our first episode of Raymond. All right, Dave. We have, from the King of Queens, Season 8, Episode 14, Apartment Complex, versus Raymond's Season 2, Episode 17, The Ride-Along. So, Apartment Complex, Doug, Deacon, Spence, and Danny rent an apartment over the Chinese restaurant to hang out, away from their uh, responsibilities and spouses. And then the ride-along, after Ray teases Robert about his police work some, being somewhat easygoing, Robert invites him on a citizen's ride-along, but Ray gets more than he bargained for, leading him to view Robert in a new light. Dave, which of these do you prefer? That's a close one. I mean, I, I think the one that tugs at your heart more is ride-along, obviously, because you have that, that kind of tender moment where at the end Ray writes the story about how Robert is a great cop and then it's obviously misconstrued in the paper but he ends up like talking to him at the end and you kind of see the connection so like there's this genuine like good heart tugging there but I would take apartment complex I think it's just really funny when you start in a debate like these guys these grown men like getting an apartment above the complex and doing like baloney toss on the wall <laughs> and Spence makes like the joke like what about if, like, I want to bring a girl up there? And he's like, let's cross that imaginary bridge when we come to it. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, I'll give the edge to apartment complex as well. Uh, I like Ride Along. I think it has a very good conceit. I think the story is solid. But I think apartment complex is just such an outrageous possibility that, like, you rent this shitty apartment over in a Chinese restaurant just to, like, hang out with your guys and, like, that's just, that that sounds like something you, me, and Brandon would do. Like that, it sounds it like something really we does. would do for a couple of months. Like, um, it really does. It does. 
Um, all right, so moving on. Our first champion of uh, the episode round is King of Queens. Next up, Dave. We have... Oh, man. What do we have next? We have Wallpaper, Season 5, Episode 3 of Everybody Loves Raymond. Up against... Oh, that's a great one. Lost Vegas, Season 7, Episode 1. Doug tries to build up wife credit to go to Vegas. Spence and Arthur try to cheat the system and bankrupt a church casino night. While in Wallpaper... I feel like the the actual IMDb synopsis of Wallpaper is why it is the better episode. Marie and Frank crash their car into Ray's house. That is literally the entire synopsis. And that's why it's great. Like, in we'll get to the Italy episode later. They have just gotten back from Italy. A lavish, like, two-week vacation without a care in the world. They get home, and the first thing that happens is their in-laws slash parents drive their car into the living room. It doesn't get old. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And as much as I love Las Vegas, because the idea of like Spence, like unable to go through and fall through on like the winnings when he when he beats the church casino and Arthur like slides in and is like has no care in the world and he's like I'll take a credit. Uh, I I think it's it's pretty funny with like the wife credit too like. Doug ends up costing himself like a trip to Vegas because yep. the fudge is too thick to pour on the on the dessert, right. and he leaves Carrie out in the rain. Oh. So it's just like it's just like a really really funny episode, and kind of like it's just like a really really good barometer of what the show is. Mm. So I love that show, but to crash a car rever- in reverse too, he doesn't reverse; he backs into the house. That's true. Yeah, because he gets out of the car. <laughs> Right. Yeah, <laughs> he gets out of the car. He backs into the house. <laughs> it's just wild. Like it has to be that one. Absolutely. All right. So a win for each side so far. Next up, we have that is upside down. Vocal Discord season eight episode two. Carrie's new voice transcript tool records the verbal fighting between the two spouses. Up against. There's no light in this room, so I can't read it. Marie's Vision, which is season 7, episode 10. Now that Robert is back with Amy, the family turns to another problem, Marie's eyes. Her eyesight is getting worse, so Deborah asks her to go get glasses. Not only do the glasses help Marie's eyes, but she starts seeing things that no one else can. Um, all due respect. This is hard. In, in, the, uh, in the great words of Mark Jackson, all due respect. All due respect. Uh, Marie's Vision is an easy win for me. I mean, this is such a great really? episode. For, for the, it, it would, be just enough for the comedy, but also that end scene between her and Frank where she says the loveless marriage line and he loses it and they end up having that heart-to-heart and he admit, you know, he doesn't show emotion very much, but when he does, it's very impactful. So this, this episode really sticks in my mind because of that reason. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for vocal discord, but, to me, Marie's vision has to win this. I love vocal discord, like the opening scene of like Doug, like I mentioned this earlier, but like he brings home the food and she like sprays his food with Windex and he's like eats it and then he sprays she sprays his face and he's like, You can't stop me. <laughs> uh like that whole that whole like back and forth is hilarious and then they have like 
oh well, like we can't we take we can't take that for granted and carrie's like well we can't do another night of it because we know the microphones on. we'll be on our best behavior and then all of a sudden you see him like arguing into the microphone <laughs> like it's a really really funny episode but again i i think this might be the funniest episode of raymond in general yeah like, it's up there i just i just think like when ray comes or when robert comes in and he got like botox and Ray is like shoe polish on his hair, and Deborah's like wearing all this makeup, and it's just like, and Amy's like kind of like trying to hide her chin. It's just like, there's so much stuff, and Robert like can't talk, and Ray calls him like Tin Man. It's just like, there's so much good stuff in this episode. Uh, it's, it's like, gotta be. He's like, is it noticeable? <laughs> and he's like trying to talk, and he's like, Raymond, I'm really pissed. It's just. Uh, it has to be, it has to be Raymond, yeah, it has to. All right, Dave. Next up, well, this is a good one. Next up, we have Season 4, Episode twi- 25 of King of Queens, Shrink Wrap. Carrie, Doug, and Arthur go to a therapist to solve their arguing and yelling up against Baggage. Season 7, Episode 22, Ray and Deborah have a three-week fight over who's going to put the suitcase away. This is brutal to decide between. Um, because this episode, I believe, is the one where you have the cameo from Ben Stiller as Jerry Stiller, which is, like, meta, if I'm not mistaken. As his, as his dad. Yeah. yeah, as his dad, I'm sorry, as, as Jerry Stiller's father. And you have Dewey playing Jerry Stiller, which is, like, a very 2000s thing. Um, Dewey from Malcolm Middle, of course. Um, really good episode because it kind of gets to the core of each of these characters and kind of like what made them who three origin stories in 25 minutes is pretty pretty tough to pull off um it's just a very unfortunate draw because i think baggage is kind of like one of the quintessential raymond episodes it is kind of what the whole show is about this very minute marital spat that spirals into an entire feud between the two and it is a very real life situation you have these two people who have had this relationship for decades and they're stuck in their stubborn ways of why neither of them should have to put this suitcase away to me it's kind of like the chinese restaurant episode of seinfeld it's such a simple concept that it shouldn't work but it really is executed to perfection and as much as i love shrink wrap it is it would be probably two-thirds of the episodes on the Raymond list. To me, this is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, I I think Shrink Wrap is good, but out of the 15 I ranked, I'd put it towards the bottom mm. of the 15. Uh, whereas I think Baggage is probably towards the middle or towards the top of Raymond. Right. Uh, I just think it's really funny, the whole argument of like such a simple task and they're both so petty about it. Like, one is, like, arguing over the other, like, oh, you're way more petty. And it's, right. like, they're both so petty about it. And then Ray obviously takes, like, a step too far and puts cheese in it. That was, and yeah, that, that was that was not that's cool. That's, like, such a dirty move. <laughs> that was not cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think I would I would lean Raymond here. I, I think Shrink Wrap is good with the Ben Stiller cameo and, like, the whole idea of Carrie's kind of like vengeful, spiteful personality being shown as like a kid with the whole like the beast thing yeah. here, and like I hope she doesn't get the gift she wants. Right. But uh, and then obviously like the, the end line of the therapist being like, "All right, well, the pharmacy's open till late." Like he finally prescribes a prescription for one of them. But right. uh, 
I, I think overall I would have to go everyone loves Raymond baggage here. All right, Dave. Up next we have nothing yet because I haven't unfolded the paper. <laughs> we have, uh, season four, episode twenty, the Lush Life from King of Queens. Doug and Arthur get Carrie drunk after work, so she will go easier and be nicer to them. Up against from Raymond. See, oh, this is gonna be an absolute brutal, brutal fight. She's the one. Season seven, episode nine. Robert's new girlfriend is perfect, pretty smart, <laughs> funny, nice, and sexy. But Ray finds out something. She eats flies. <laughs> How can Ray make Robert believe him? So you know what, man. This is a no contest. This is tough. Um, this might this surprise no you though. I think I'm gonna go with Lush Life on this one. I think you know. Oh she, my god. It's it's tough. She's the one is a great episode. And the reveal when she eats the fly, the look on Raymond's face is pretty much the look anybody would make in that situation. Um, and, you know, we talked about off-air, the, the scene with Robert standing in the rain outside the window is, is classic. But to me, Lush Life is such a... It, it, the <laughs> suspension of disbelief to have to pull off that plan and then get Arthur... When Arthur goes in on it, the episode takes a completely different turn. And to me... It's just the perfect level of what King of Queens does well, comedy-wise. So it's like a 51-49 split for me, but I think I do have to go Lush Life on this one. I like Lush Life a lot as far as, uh, like, Doug at the end is like, I'm actually just drinking Gatorade. And it's like, it's pretty funny, the whole idea of it. And Arthur's like, when Lou tells Arthur, like, he's getting carried drunk, and then Arthur comes out wheeling out the drink, like, with the shaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like it's really funny and Arthur's like we have to give her more and Doug's like no no she's had enough and she's like basically passed out on the couch uh, yeah it's I, yeah it's a little dangerous but it is uh, I, I have to go with she's the one I think this might be one of the funniest episodes in the entire series I, I can't get over like when he pulls out the sheet and it's like all these like frogs and oh that yeah that is that like, is a good that's a good scene and then he tries to climb out the window, and she's like, what are you doing out there? And she's, like, in the robe, like, figuring, like, they were going to spend the night together. And he's just like, oh, I figured we'd get some ice cream. <laughs> you like mint chip? And he's just, like, standing out in the rain. It's just, it's too perfect. It really is. It's, it has it has to win. So I will ask Emily, are you prepared to make a tiebreaker on this? She's not. No. And you don't know either episode that well? Mm-hmm. So we'll just give each episode, uh... Three points. We'll just split them. I feel like that's only fair, given how much of a Donnybrook this was. Alright, that was... She's the one. Alright, next up, Dave. We have... Suspense is killing me. Season 7, Episode 5, Name Dropper. Doug forgets... Doug forgets the name of Carrie's co-worker and fakes a heart attack. Up against uh, Italy, which is a rare season uh, season five episode one and two. I think one of the only two parters Raymond never did. Uh, for Marie's birthday, the family goes to Italy, but Ray gets a cold and becomes miserable. And Robert finds the woman of his dreams, Stefania. But first, he has to get past her father. The show continues in Italy in part two. Ray starts to appreciate Italy, and Robert must avoid Stefania's father. 
if he wishes to see tomorrow. You know what, Dave? Despite the fact this is a two-parter, I still think Name Dropper wins because <laughs> it is the way it ends with Doug just faking it again. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a huge Italy person, mm. so I would easily wow. go. All right, Mr. Albi, Mr. Albiani is not a huge Italy person. Wow. I, I think it's good, but I would have to go name dropper. I think Stop him fake a heart attack is just like the most absurd scenario I've ever heard of. <laughs> it, it is it is quite the scenario to escape from a situation you don't want to be in. I will say that. <laughs> and I think the most ridiculous thing is like he's in the ambulance and Carrie's like, I hope you're going to be okay. And Doug turns to her and goes, I'm it. faking it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And she's just like, what? Oh my god, it's the best. And then he does it at the end again, and she's just like, she's just okay with it. She's like, oh. Yeah. Some, uh, uh, Dugan keeps told me to give you these golf club covers. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. It's just, it's so funny. They're sitting in the back, he's got like his fingers crossed against his chest. <laughs> yeah. Just like tapping his chest. Like, I do. All, all I, it's like, in a, it's so funny too, is like the perspective. Like, as a kid, you're like, that's hilarious. And as an adult, you just think of like the ambulance ride cost. And you're just like, that's a good oh point. my God, this is outrageous. That's a pretty grim thing I never considered. Also, great, great shot of when Carrie makes him do like the heart test and he's like on the treadmill running full speed. And he's got like the mask on. <laughs> After he comes back with like, Mario attempted the first four cheese pizza. <laughs> And then, and then he yeah. goes to the MRI tube. And she's like, change of plans. <laughs> she's like, he's like, Carrie, I can't go in here. I don't like, I don't like confined space. And she's like, the next hour is going to be rough for you then. And she like waves to him and he goes in the little tube. Uh, all right, Dave, this next one will be quick work because uh, it's not even close, quite honestly. Uh, we have season seven, episode 22, by Curious. Doug and Carrie buy their neighbor's house and try to flip it before Lou Ferrigno buys it. Up against... Season 7, episode 18, one of my favorite Raymond episodes ever, and one of Emily's favorites, The Plan. Ray and Frank persuade yeah. Robert to make a complete hash of designing his and Amy's wedding invitations so that Amy will step in and take over. Unfortunately, the plan backfires and the invitations go out, warts and all. Worst ever realizes Ray has been faking incompetence for years to avoid performing his household duties. And, uh, Emily, what's the iconic line? The one man wedding band. <laughs> that and then the uh, Hank in Pat. <laughs> in Pat, they're not hillbillies, Robert. It says clothing optional, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> then when Amy walks in the door, and she's just like, in, like she like they have the eye popping out of her head. Like it is it, as much as I do like. You know, the, the, the loofering no aspect of Vicarious, but, like, the plan is one of the five or six best episodes of the show. So, it, to me, it's not even a contest. I, I think it's really funny, the house flipping one, is, like, <laughs> when they're, like, I call the plumber, and it's going to be $1,500. And then Doug's like, that's funny you mention it, because I called the electrician, and he's also going to, it's also going to cost us 1500 <laughs> And then, like, they try to, like, knock on it like where the barefoot guy fix the stuff and like right. nothing happens and they think they're racist and as soon as they leave everything like explodes it's just uh but i think 
an underrated part of that episode for Raymond is like when Ray sees the invitation and lights it on fire and it puts it on a disposal. <laughs> puts, that is that is good because we see that Deborah's already sent it, but he's like trying his damnedest to strip. <laughs> we we know it where it is. We know where it's gonna be. be. Yeah, it has to be the plan. I love the house flipping one, but the vicarious. But like, I might have to go watch the plan later. Using your peacock. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dave. Next up, we have season eight, episode ten, Raging Bulls. No matter what, Ray is winning this one. Ray spends the night over with Doug while Carrie and Arthur visit Carrie's mother's grave. Up against for Ray, if I can read my own handwriting, season six, episode one, The Angry Family. Michael presents oh, a story about an angry family, which Ray, Deborah, and everyone else think is about them. This causes the family to constantly fight. They decide to go into counseling so they can become a happy family again. Um, what do you think about this one? Uh, I I would easily take angry family here. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I I enjoy the the uh, rage and bull because I think it's funny, like when Ray and Doug are trying to fight or fight the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the couch talking like do you find your tooth yet no they said they'd call and then he's just like well who knew that guy knew karate and he's like yeah well he's gonna have to have sexual assault or whatever whatever rap she has <laughs> uh but i think angry family is just like the the look on their face the ghastly look on their face when when they start reading about the angry family and like all the, the parents are just like mortified that this kid wrote that and then they try to like put on a fake show like oh thank you daddy i'll get the juice box for you thank you mommy and it's just like it the kid's like what is wrong with these parents all right dave so that is an easy win for raymond for us next up we have for raymond season seven episode 20 who's next when a friend of frank and marie dies marie tells frank that she had been the woman marie picked out to marry him if she died first (laughs) Uh, Ray and Deborah then again to a, a debate about who they would choose to take their place if they died. I believe the first ever in-person appearance, appearance of Harriet Lickman in this episode as well. Uh, up against Thanks Man, season six, episode nine of King of Queens. Stranger, a stranger waits outside on Thanksgiving, played by Nick Overman, before stealing their stuff when they let him in at the last second. Um, this is tough, man. These are both really good episodes. Um... You have some classic Doug material in this episode, you know, trying to play the emotional sideballs, you know, trying to keep everybody entertained and laughing and playing off, you know, the the bigger scope of the situation. But you have a classic Marie Barone episode as well. So, I mean, I don't don't know where to go here, Dave. I don't know. Hmm. I'm kind of torn, too. Um, I don't know. I I think who's next is is good but yeah i i think um, i think thanks man has has is more consistently good yeah i I, I think i'd go thanks man because i think the very end of like when he finally let him in and he steals all the silverware <laughs> and stuff and it's just like it's really really funny he get locked I out think one of the best one of the best lines is uh when deacon and kelly and them are sitting at the table and um spence is sitting next to him and the kids are like we want to go out and see the see the pirate because the guy's wearing an eye patch. And uh, Deacon's like, okay. And Kelly's like, no, they can't go. And Deacon's like, but they're just going to keep nagging. And plus, <laughs> you want him to end up like, he points at Spence. And Kelly's like, all right, get your coats. <laughs> just 
<laughs> I do love I love Spence, but I do love how he is like constantly a punching bag. <laughs> they literally beat up on him and bully him throughout the show. It's just great. And he takes it, man. He really does take it. God bless. God bless Patton Oswalt. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Next up, we have... Oh, man. I might as well not even open the King of Queens one. <laughs> All right, Dave. From King of Queens, we have... Season uh, 3, Episode 19, Package Deal. Duck considers, considers a job at FedEx when Mitch, a friend and the dad from Phil of the Future, tells him he could write his own ticket. Up against, and we might as well not even discuss this because it's that obvious, uh, Raybert, Season 6, Episode 10. Robert finds a date only because she thinks he's Ray. Need we say more? <laughs> I will just note, I'm obviously going Raybert like, like we talked about, but I just think there's the one funniest scene, maybe in all of King of Queens, when Doug comes out to his bike as a bike messenger and there's no seat and he tries to put the sandwich on and make it a seat <laughs> and Carrie comes out and she's like black from the tanning oil. That's a good one. That is true. That um, one's like such a funny moment, but it's got to be Raybert. I mean, Raybert has maybe one of the m- scenes I have cringed at and laughed at the hardest. <laughs> We're talking about off air. <laughs> When the woman Robert's dating comes up and says that Deborah, he said that Deborah was dead. <laughs> and you see Ray just like turn white as a ghost. Because <laughs> he knows he's, he's in it. He's in it at this point. <laughs> when, when she comes into the house and he's like, Ray and me are actually like dating. And Frank's yeah. just like, holy crap. Yeah. I mean. He dropped that line like nobody else could. He's unbelievable. The, the best line, though, from Frank. What did I tell you? If you have a problem with your woman, you don't go out and get another one. You fix it. Now you just have two problems. <laughs> yeah. Frank Barone. Really the uh, <laughs> the emotional barometer of the show. <laughs> the emotional compass for the episode. Absolutely. Nobody better. <laughs> All right, Dave. Next up, we have 10th Anniversary which is season four, episode 16. Ray accidentally tapes football over his wedding, which results in Deborah being really mad. That is the actual IMDb synopsis. Uh, up against four, uh, King of Queens, Steve Moscow, season five, episode 18. Doug and Carrie hire mold workers who come and go as they please. Now, Dave, I have a question for you. As the person who picked this, picked the King of Queens episodes, why go with this episode? and not the one right before it where they're on vacation and find out they have mold. I thought that one was good too, but I think the whole idea of like when the, when the mold people like come and go, like they, they spend one day and they like tear apart their house and they like put sheets up and they take out the windows and stuff. And it's the winter. And then they just like, don't show up and they call them like, Oh, we can buy next month. I forgot it was was the winter. That's pretty funny. I forgot that. And like, and then they come back and like they're in their bedroom like at five a.m. and they're like, "We're with Mold Company. We need outlet." <laughs> and it's just like they're like plugging in while they're sleeping. And Carrie's like, "Go help them. Get them out of our room." And he's like, "I'm not wearing underpants." Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think that episode. I think the episode before the funniest 
it's like the sentiment of learning about it is funny, but I think the overall Doug, episode is funnier. Doug running on the golf course still gets me every time. <laughs> and then like the marshal coming over like, hey, sir, yeah. excuse me. Um, so are you going with 10th anniversary or Steve Moscow? I would go 10th anniversary. I think, I think it really is one of those perfect, you know, lenses into how incompetent Ray is as a husband. And it's twice in one episode that he cannot keep his stuff together. Like he is so wrapped up in everything else that he can't focus on one important thing twice. So for me, Raymond wins, but that's up to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I might take Steve Moscow here. All right. That would be an even split then. I think I'm going to take Steve Moscow. I just think the mole people are really funny. And, like, Carrie rips them a new at the end. Like, That's true. everything is good. Everything is good. Pavel broke your toilet. It's just <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I think overall it's just, like, has some really stupid stuff in it. That's funny. It does have some, some stupid stuff in it. That's funny. I'll give you that. All right, Dave. Uh, we have season five, sorry, season six, episode five, Marie's sculpture. Marie makes a sculpture of something that looks inappropriate, but Ray cannot find the strength to tell her. Up against present tense, Deacon and Kelly give Carrie and Doug a horrible painting of the two of them. A really appropriate matchup. A couple of art-centered episodes. Um, this is actually a little bit tougher than I thought it would be, because present tense has the layers to it where there's intention behind what Kelly and Deacon did to get back at Doug and Carrie. But then there's innocence behind what Marie did on her sculpture. And also, I cannot believe they got away with what they got away with on, like, cable television. I can't either. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, this is tough. I would. I think Marie's sculpture is more rewatchable to me. I would take Marie's sculpture, but... I legitimately cannot believe that this was allowed on TV it, it, at the, at the yeah. time it was. It, it, yeah, I know. Honestly, like, you'd think maybe like on, I mean, obviously on HBO would be fine, but like even on like AMC or like TBS or some like non-major network television station, I could see it. But like I don't know, for CBS, that is, I, I, I would love to know the story behind how they got to like pass censors and stuff. Like that'd be fascinating. And also, like, the idea of, like, when this show was out, the restrictions were much tighter. Like, it's gotten looser over the years, I yeah. think. And yeah. back, like, early on, this was obviously decades before that, you weren't even allowed to show two people in bed together. That's right. And obviously, it's become much different than that. But the idea that 20 years ago, they were able to show this sculpture... It's just like, I don't believe it. I can't even believe that they got that through. Dave, All in the Family was the first show that portrayed a flushing toilet on television. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, yeah, it's a little silly. We went from that to like not even 15 years, basically 15 years later to, oh yeah, by the way, there's this sculpture. Just a few episodes left here, Dave. Oh man, I'll tell you, King of Queens has gotten some really unfortunate draws here. Season 3, Episode 7, Strikeout. Doug and Deacon are on strike and spend time with Arthur doing stupid things up against... This is an extremely tough draw. Lucky Suit, Season 6, Episode 16. When Robert gets a job offer with the FBI, Marie tries to stop him from being successful. Um, to me, Dave, 
this might be the single greatest shot in the history of Everybody Loves Raymond. When you have Robert standing in the doorway with that look on his face like he wants to kill Marie after she goes to the FBI office. Oh my God. And like, you just, you feel so bad for him because Robert, low key over the past 25 years, maybe one of the most tragic characters in in sitcom television. (laughs) Like, until he marries Amy, like seven years into the show, nothing goes right for him. He gets gored by a bull. He is the inferior son. He, you know, is unloved. Like we just said, like he's left by numerous women, including Amy a couple of times. Like, a pretty tragic character. And then this on top of it. Yeah, the tragic character is also like completely born in the fact that he has no self-confidence, which is obviously due right. from the fact that like his family just doesn't really value him. Right. To be honest. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I I think the Lucky Suit one probably wins here. I think the strike on one is really funny when Doug and Arthur and Deacon like start doing practical jokes like when they like do fart noises when the waiter bends over and like <laughs> direct yeah. people the wrong way, like, oh you're close, but you gotta go on the highway like seven miles this way and it's like down the street. But uh the Lucky Suit one, when he's like there for the interview, all of a sudden they get a fax and it's Marie. Yeah. Oh, please don't please overlook Robbie's like errors or whatever. He was like he's a really good person <sighs> and it's just like are you serious? She is a, she doesn't know when to stop. She doesn't know when to stop. Yeah. Um I, I will say Strikeout is a very formidable opponent for this episode. Um it, it really is funny because it's a very Brewster's millions type setup where like you think you can spend all that money in one day, but it's a lot harder than you think. And, like, they get halfway through the day and they spent, like, 500 bucks. <laughs> and they just spent, like, yeah. $5,000. <laughs> like, yeah. they just, they can't they can't put a dent in it no matter how. And I love the reveal at the end that he thinks he's gotten it over Carrie's head. And then she sees the, the ticket that he gets from the camera that shows him driving. <laughs> the funniest part is when they're at the place and, like, we just cannot get rid of this money. And Arthur's like, on the way home, I want to go to Dairy Queen and get a, lar- or get a cone. And he's like, oh, great, that's 99 cents. No, that's the big one. I want the small one. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then they just give Eddie money, like, the rest of the, the, rest of the cash. It was like, just yeah. Hey, just money for money. Hey, money for money. Yeah. All right, we have two left, Dave. Two episodes left. Let me see what I got here. This tension could be cut with a knife. We have... Season, I can't even read this because <laughs> I have terrible penmanship. Season 9, Episode 6, Boys Therapy. Deborah, Amy, and Marie want their husbands to have therapy, but in secret, the boys actually go to gamble at the track. Up against life sentence, Doug installs a nanny cam in Arthur's room. Dave? Um, I would say... I would say boys therapy for me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really funny when they start like faking what they do at the therapist's office and they come back and the therapist is dead. That is, it, it. it is an incredible twist. It really is. It's such an incredible line. And then the whole idea of just like Robert's like devastated and Ray and, and Frank are just like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't Robert say something like, 
Who who's the one that says the lines like I thought he didn't look very good? <laughs> I think that was Robert. I think it was. Yeah, like, that's that's just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I, it's close. But I think Boys Therapy wins out because you get a really tender scene between the three of them anyway. When Frank talks about his father and how his father abused him, and he said he would never hit his kids, like he didn't want to be like his dad, which I think is a very tender scene between them and really goes a long way in the show. All right, Dave, the last one. It's a tough one, too. Season 8, episode 11, Bakers Doesn't. Carrie tries to bake cake for the bake sale at the church, but it goes poorly. Up against season 7, episode 14, Just a Formality. Robert decides that it's time to propose to Amy, but her parents say no. So Ray and Robert try to make them change their minds. Um... I'm going to go Baker's Dozen here. Um, I really like this episode because I think it showcases a is a really good look into Doug and Carrie's relationship that neither of them are very talented in the kitchen, but they try to make it work. And the fact that they just iced a couch cushion <laughs> is so funny. I don't know why. It just It just works. And I like just the formality, and I love how there's really no resolution at the end. Like, they still say no. It doesn't get wrapped up with a bow at the end. It's still a no. Um, I still, I, I would still go with Baker, doesn't I think this is really, really close. Because I think just the formality, like, when you go to someone's house, you expect the parents to just say no. Like, I mean, just say yes. Yeah. Like, just by, like, literally, you just assume it almost. And... Like they're such nice people, like the high, like the low voices and like the smiling and the church going, and they're like they turn and look at each other and they look back at him and they're like, no. And like just the whole idea of that is hilarious, but to me, there's nothing that beats the fact that Doug loses because he gets sidetracked by a caramel volcano. Yep. And they open up the thing and it was just like a glass case, like frosted, so you couldn't see what was inside, and it's a pillow. <laughs> It, re- it was it's really just, well executed. It's unbelievable. And when they first, like, do the baking and the cake is, like, tiny. And it doesn't, like, at all take up the whole cake plate. It's just hilarious. It's uh, It's got to be it's got to be King of Queens here. You mean, hey, okay, I'm sorry, King of Queens. Yes, sorry. I put down, <laughs> I put down the wrong one. Hold on. Let me the, adjust the scores here. Yeah, all right. All right, Dave. Our final score, what was once a close matchup, ends in a blowout. The final score, Raymond, 85 points, King of Queens, 52 points. And wow. the, real, the real difference maker was the episodes. And King Not of Queens yeah. won a lot of the side character uh, awards, which is fair because they have the better world building. They kind of have the better side characters. But main characters and episodes overall a lot of wins for Raymond and I think honestly as we as we've discovered in the past with this this show this port this segment we've done we often choose the better show with these categories it's close a lot of the times but like this might be the biggest blowout we've ever had yeah I, I don't know I don't know what other ones we did that had a blow like this I think I the think closest we came was Seinfeld over Sunny that was yeah, also that wasn't close, but it also wasn't this bad of a blowout, from what I recall. Well, because I think the issue is, like, when it when a show wins the episodes, those are so many points. 
And if you win a lot of episodes, chances are you win some of the characters at least. Right. So it's just hard to, to come back from that. And I think Seinfeld had the much stronger overall cash shape episodes rather than Sonny, which had maybe a few hits comparatively. Um, whereas, like, same thing here. Like, King of Queens has a few really high hits, but as we talked about earlier, like, the overall arc and sustainability and consistency of Everyone Loves Raymond is, like, is what eventually does make a superior show. And that does it. Our most recent iteration of Best in Show, Everybody Loves Raymond, wins in a rout over the King of Queens. You can follow us at CSL Podcast on Twitter. Uh, go find all our, all of our stuff there, all of our trivia nights there. Our most recent episodes will be there. Uh, and next week, Dave, you and I are going to do a new segment on the podcast, kicking off career retrospectives. We're going to look at the career of maybe the greatest American actor of our generation, of our lifetime, Mr. Tom Hanks. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never, never know, know what you're going to get. And uh, over under, Dave, like five and a half Forrest Gump impressions that night. Over. Yeah, hammer that over, for sure. Because we're going to each do like six. Oh, we're going to do plenty of them. Plenty of them. <laughs> it's going to be like 15. Uh, and if you have any suggestions, if you're listening to this point in the podcast, uh, of people you want us to cover in career retrospectives, let us know. And we'll definitely consider it. Uh, but Tom Hanks is a good one to start with. Um, but until then, we will catch you guys next week.